This is Rowan Sadanti from the Wharton Digital Health Club, and welcome to the first episode of the Wharton Digital Health Podcast. It's a podcast where MBAs can connect with the alumni community about the latest trends, company initiatives, and jobs available. Today, we are lucky to have Lauren Post from Grand Rounds. Grand Rounds is an employer-based solution that gives employees and their families the technology, information, and support they need to access high-quality care. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you, Rohan. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, let's dive right in. Can you give us sort of a, an overview of Grand Rounds and sort of where it fits within the industry um, for our listeners that, that know nothing about it? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, Grand Rounds is really focused on getting people to the right health care. Um, since working at Grand Rounds, I've been really surprised how much uh, misdiagnosis, mistreatment, and low-quality health care uh, really goes on uh, in the industry. So we think that it is super important to make sure that whether someone is going through something really simple or something more complex, that they can get connected with the right doctor um, to drive a high-quality outcome. Um, so to give a little bit more background on the company, Grand Rounds started in 2011. We were founded by the Chief of Interventional Radiology at Stanford, alongside Owen Tripp, uh, who had a background in leading uh, technology companies. And the company started out offering expert second opinions. Um, basically, Rusty, our co-founder, was getting tons and tons of calls from people who were going through complex medical situations and asking him, you know, who should I see and where should I go and help connect me with uh, uh, all of the resources that are available to you as a medical insider. And so the mission of the company was really to scale that and to make everyone a medical insider, uh, no matter you know, where they live or who they know. Um, and so now we have expanded to serve over 100 uh, different large employer customers. Uh, and we're really sitting in the broad navigation space um, where we're helping people uh, with a broad range of different healthcare needs um, from answering questions about their benefits, understanding the cost of healthcare, um, navigating through challenging diagnoses like cancer, uh, all with the goal of making sure that people get connected to high quality care. Excellent. Excellent. So just so I understand and to help our users kind of understand where you fit in the landscape, um, is this an employer-based solution? So I want to start with that question. And then also, how does this fit within the uh, sort of making medical information less confusing, right? Because I see a couple of buckets are connecting patients to doctors, um, helping members understand their benefits, and then uh, the last bucket would be guiding patients through episodes of care. So if you could just kind of pick apart which of those grand rounds tackles and then whether it goes through employers and kind of the business model there. Sure. Um, so yes, this is an employer-based solution. Um, uh, all, all of our customers pretty much are large uh, self-insured employers. Um, so we work with companies ranging from just a few thousand employees all the way up to the largest employer in America, um, which is Walmart. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, so as you can imagine, from a business model perspective, uh, the larger employers um, are the, the driver of uh, the majority of, of revenue. In terms of uh, where does Grand Rounds sit in the space? Um, so I would say we sit in the navigation space. So competitors would include companies like Quantum Health, uh, Accolade, um, who are more legacy players in the navigation space. Increasingly, you see the health insurance carriers uh, trying to get into the navigation space. Um, our point of view is that the health insurance companies aren't the right, uh, they're not objective enough to be able to tell people really how they should navigate their healthcare. Um, but those are some of the competitors and that's kind of where we sit in the space. And in terms of how we make medical information less confusing, uh, all of the items that you mentioned are absolutely correct. We connect patients to better doctors. Um, we help people understand their benefits, which can be really, really confusing. We help people understand the costs associated with healthcare and navigate that. Um, and then we're helping guide people through complex episodes of care of what kind of doctor do I need to see? Um, you know, is my diagnosis correct? And, and what is my next step? I did want to just add a little bit on the um, connecting patients to doctors. I think yeah. one of the most important things that we do and where the company has invested most is in developing uh, a really robust quality algorithm. Um, so we, much of the money that Grand Rounds has raised has gone to invest uh, in data science resources. Um, and I would say we have um, the most robust approach to measuring individual physician quality uh, that I've seen out there. Um, so just to give an example, um, when people talk about quality in the healthcare space, they often mean different things. Yeah. And a lot of times I see, like when hospitals talk about quality, they almost think of it as the restaurant report card model where, you know, you get an A, B, C, or sure. D. But when you go to a restaurant that has an A, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good restaurant, right? It's, or that the food is good. It just means you're not going to get sick. Right. And so <laughs> we really believe that when, when talking about the quality of a physician, the ABCD approach is just not good enough. Um, a lot of quality measures will look at things like complication rate, um, mortality rate, things like that, but they don't take into account the doc, the surgeon, for example, who decides that operating just isn't the right choice. Uh, so we think things like clinical judgment um, and and kind of higher bars of quality are really really important. Uh, when ranking doctors, and that's really fundamental um, to everything that Grand Rounds is doing when they are helping patients navigate through the healthcare system. Yeah, it's fascinating. I want to stay on that for a second. I think obviously we're moving to a value-based system where value uh, quantification is very difficult, and the whole industry is figuring out how to measure value. Part of value is is obviously quality of delivery and quality of provider. So I think this is right in the bullseye of where we're trying to go as an industry, but it's sensitive. Uh, it's sensitive to make an algorithm that talks about provider quality. It's yep. sensitive to, start to become the node of trust. And I think you're right about payers 
um, kind of, it's hard for them to be objective about quality navigation. And I like the fact that there's a third party like Grand Rounds doing it, but kind of, could you give us a, just a sense of how you navigate a tiptoe on that line of, of building trust with consumers, given that it's an algorithm and then it's also a politically sensitive issue with docs and, you know, maybe the employers and the docs in the network. So can you just give us a sense of um, how do you engender trust maybe as you're building this algorithm or how do you talk to consumers about um, quality so that they know you have their best interests at heart? Sure. Uh, it's a great question and one that we continue to think through and are continuing to refine our approach there. I would say we have to think about every audience separately. So when you think about the provider community, um, the notion of receiving a ranking is definitely something that is a little scary. <laughs> um, so it's something where we don't yet do um, many communications directly to the provider community, but I would expect that that would increase. So, for example, if we um, tell a member to go see a, a particular provider, that provider is not necessarily going to know that Grand Rounds sent them there. Um, so right now that's kind of happening at the at the patient level. Um, but I do think in the future we we uh, could and should invest more in um, raising the Grand Rounds brand uh, okay. within the provider community. When you think about the notion, though, of an expert second opinion, that is something that's pretty accepted. Um, and the notion of getting other doctors to double check your work is something that's reinforced within medical school. Um, so if we see doctors being hesitant to that, that may be a sign that they're not the best doctor. I would yeah. say. Um, when we talk about quality uh, in the consumer and the patient sense, it's a totally different problem and conversation. And I think where we're heading with that is recognizing that most uh, consumers don't understand the notion of quality and don't really care. So... <laughs> Uh, when we've done uh, when we've done user testing, the word trust, as as you brought up, uh, resonates really really well. Um, and so it's a lot about using those types of words that infer quality, but don't explicitly get into the details of things that you and I would get, like readmissions rate, et cetera. Um, mm. But I think it's not it doesn't work to go down that path with consumers. Yeah. Yeah, it's smart. And uh, I like that you take a benevolent angle uh, to this where you're, you you have the best interest of the consumer at heart, but you realize you can't throw it in their face. You have to gently bring them into a world where they start to think about healthcare as um, a service that they consume and that they should have the right to the knowledge of things like quality, where when we right. buy something in Ikea, we know how much it costs and that it's a high quality product. We don't think of healthcare the same way. And there are very few companies helping us kind of move into that world. So I really like the fact that Grand Rounds is doing that. Um, right. And then the, the last thing maybe I would add um, that is really interesting on this topic and that we've done some recent work on is in addition to helping guide um, people to the best doctors, we're also really helping them avoid the worst doctors. Um, so it's been um, kind of shocking to me that 
there are tons of doctors who have received sanctions who are still in network um, wow. and all of the major insurance carriers. And that the reason for that is because the insurance carriers have contracts with provider groups. And because of those contracts, they're not able to remove those sanctioned doctors from the network. Um, and so you hear a lot of um, talking in media and whatnot about the opioid crisis and, and um, certain doctors that are just egregiously overprescribing. Uh, and unfortunately, those doctors still exist in the networks, and most consumers don't have a way to avoid those doctors. So that's another thing that Grand Rounds is able to help um, with uh, to ensure that consumers aren't seeing those types of doctors. That's fantastic. And honestly, we talk all the time about waste um, and waste spending in the system, but doctors are in this sort of sanctified pool in a way, and they're thought of as untouchable, I think, a lot by the community. And I love um, the culture that I'm hearing out of Grand Rounds, which is even doctors are not untouchable. There are bad doctors. And even saying that out loud, kind of, I feel bad saying that out loud. because right. <laughs> I love that you all are tackling it. Right. Um, good, good. Well, um, a lot of our uh, community is always interested in the person. And so, Lauren, we'd love to shift the spotlight onto you just to understand your role at Grand Rounds. And everyone's always like, oh, that's great. Yeah, but Lauren, you know, she was an all-star. That's how she was able to get this great job at this great company. You know, can you just give us a sense, kind of how did you, how did you land there? So we, we, it kind of demystifies the process of landing at a well-capitalized digital health company. And then Give us just a little bit of a sense of your arc or the evolution of your roles at the company. Sure. Um, so this is my second job uh, after graduating from the healthcare program at Wharton. Um, the first company that I worked at before Grand Rounds uh, is a company called Kia's. Um, they've since been acquired by WellTalk, um, but they were in the wellness space. And um, quite frankly, that was not an amazing experience. Um, I wish that I would have asked more questions uh, prior to accepting that role. Um, I would say in retrospect, I should have taken a harder look at what had that company accomplished um, yeah. in what in what time frame with what amount of money. And in retrospect, they had been around too long and had accomplished too little. Yeah. Um, so, you know, once I kind of recognized that, I started searching for other jobs. Um, reached out to the Wharton community, uh, and actually there was a long time ago Wharton grad um, who also had worked at Mercer, which was my job prior to Wharton, um, sure. and so we had both of those things in common, and she connected me with um, someone senior in the account management team at Grand Rounds, um, and then from there, the, the interview process um, went pretty well, I think you know, my, my background was a good fit since I had um, background in HR consulting and then the fact that Grand Round sells to employers. So I sort of knew the employer space um, as well as knowing the healthcare space. And then I had some experience in account management. Um, so that's how I landed on the account management team at Grand Rounds. Yep. Um, when, when I joined Grand Rounds about two and a half years ago, the account management team was five people. Uh, we were working with, I was working with uh, employers 
really all over the country. Um, okay. So as you can imagine, that meant some uh, cross-country plane rides <laughs> um, yeah. and, and things like that. Um, since then, our team has, uh, I mean, the company really is expanding rapidly, but our team especially has expanded rapidly as our customer base is growing. And so we're now, I, I can't even keep track anymore, but I think it's between 25 and 30 people on the account management team, Wow. Um, which, which has been really, really exciting um, and has offered me a lot of opportunities to grow within the team and take on a leadership role. Um, so I'm now in a director of account management role. Um, we're focused more regionally. So I now manage three account managers on the West Coast. Uh, and then I work with some of our largest um, strategic customers, um, Walmart being the largest one. That's a, it's a hell of a customer. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's fantastic that you're managing that. Could you just walk us through maybe one or two of the biggest challenges you're facing uh, in your role and, and how you're thinking about tackling those challenges? Sure. Um, this is sort of a, a it's a company-wide challenge, but it impacts our team especially. So I would say one of the challenges in any employer-facing healthcare technology company is that that space has been very fragmented. There's all of these um, point solutions, so say, a company really focused on improving diabetes management and, and different things that are all really, really effective. But then when you roll them out at um, in an employer setting, it becomes really, really confusing and difficult for employees to know who do I go to when I have this, you know, healthcare need. If I have diabetes, I'm supposed to go to Livongo. If I need to find a doctor, I go to Grand Rounds. It just gets very confusing. Um, so as an account manager responsible for rolling out Grand Rounds and ensuring that people use the service and get value from it, I do think that has been one of the challenges. Um, and so how we're combating that um, is that we're uh, I partner really closely with the HR leads at our customers to do a lot of communications planning um, to really understand where Grand Rounds fits in within their benefits landscape um, yeah. and do a lot of influencing to make sure that um, they are marketing the service. I would also say as Grand Rounds um, has moved from being more of a point solution to being um, an entry point and, and more of a, a navigator, this problem gets easier um, because you know where we want to be with our largest customers is that if you have any uh, healthcare related question, you come to us and then we would uh, triage to other services as appropriate. Got it. So that kind of segues nicely into um, the last set of questions, just referring to the company's trajectory. Now, where where are things headed for for either grand rounds or kind of as we call it the the navigation industry for uh, healthcare overall? Kind of where do you see things going? So there are definitely a couple of different directions. One is just generally becoming the single point of service for employers, and I think grand rounds is um, really leading that effort across the country, which is fantastic. Another one, another angle might be using the information and data that is now being gathered and aggregated at a national level 
to provide quality indicators. And you've done a fantastic job of giving us a sense of how you're doing that. But uh, yeah, so if you could continue to flesh out maybe what are one or two more trajectories, those might be it, there might be other ones, that you like, uh, that you see in Grand Rounds or medical navigation overall, that you could say, hey, current MBAs, keep your eye out for this kind of one or two trajectories that are coming down the pipe. Um, it's something I wish I had known was going on, right? Sure. So I would say we're still fairly new in this navigation space. So the next couple of years is going to be a lot of uh, let's refine these newer services. Let's see how well they're working. Um, let's really uh, uh, become an expert in this in this navigation space. So there's there's some of that, and then let's. Uh, bring on more and more customers. So I think for Grand Round specifically, it's a time of rapid growth and scaling and refinement. I think we're feeling really good about the product market fit. Um, and I'm seeing the, uh, the market for navigation getting bigger by the year. So even just a year or two ago, this was something that was pretty expensive for employers to launch. Um, so the Accolade and Quantum models have been um, good, but pretty expensive. Um, okay. And then I do think they what they lack is this focus on quality. Um, so the, the legacy navigators were really good at, okay, call us with any healthcare question that you have and we'll give you an answer. But maybe they were less good at answering the question that you didn't know to ask. Um, and also having a, a sort of more robust approach to matching to high quality positions. Um, so I think the navigation market is just um, because of the fragmentation problem that I discussed earlier. Uh, yeah. I think the, the navigation market is just getting a lot bigger um, and there's going to be a lot more competition in that uh, in that area and then a lot more competition from the carriers as well. Yeah. And, you know, I got one thing just popped into my head. If you'll entertain this theory, um, I think that we might be moving to a world where companies start to have a chief healthcare officer. Um, and what I mean by that, we've had these sort of legacy uh, HR folks at scale who have uh, been the purchasers um, of these benefits. But that also is coupled with the fact that they have to have knowledge of all the other benefits that are non-healthcare. And it's quite complex and healthcare's costs are increasing so much that I almost feel like it needs a dedicated resource in the leadership suite at many of these companies. Um, do you find that maybe we're moving to a world where there needs to be someone specialized um, at the leadership level who just does healthcare and just does at healthcare navigation and benefits? Uh, and, or another version of that question is, do you wish that the purchaser uh, was decoupled from your main point of contact at companies? Do you find that like it's just a sort of a mystical space on the employer side and they just really need help and that we're moving to a world where healthcare will become more and more of a focus on the employer side? I think that's an interesting idea. <laughs> I like it. Um, I do see flavors of that happening already. So you look at Comcast as an employer who's recently focused or uh, featured in the New York Times um, as being pretty innovative. They're also a Grand Rounds customer. Um, and they have a chief medical officer. So I do see a handful of companies already who have a chief medical officer where it's the chief medical officer collaborating with the benefits leads 
to get at some of the, the goals that we've discussed. Um, but I do like the chief healthcare officer idea as well. Um, I just see such a range of the level of sophistication uh, on these topics with our employer customers. Um, so a company like Walmart, you can imagine the size of their healthcare budget. Um, they are very, very sophisticated. Um, on these topics. That said, they don't always all talk to each other. <laughs> so there can be some fragmentation of goals um, within their company. Um, but if you look at smaller employers, you know, 1,000 to 5,000 people, they really, really struggle to keep up with all of the moving pieces within healthcare um, and, and to manage the size of budgets that they do have to manage for their employee population. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really happy to hear that Grand Rounds is filling that gap because um, knowledge is power and these smaller employers just don't have the time to accumulate that knowledge. So it's wonderful to hear that you all are helping them there. Um, I'd love to transition to talking about hiring. Um, all, you know, MBAs listening to this podcast uh, who are current students are all kind of in the job market or thinking about it. And so would love to spend a couple minutes think, uh, hearing from you about hiring MBAs at Grand Rounds. And if you could give us just kind of an overview of maybe what roles you're hiring for, what skill sets you're targeting for those roles. Um, I know our listeners would love to hear about it. Sure. Uh, so we are definitely hiring. <laughs> we are hiring a ton. We can't hire fast enough. Um, that said, um, I'll talk a little bit about the roles that are open today. Those are going to be um, probably different um, now than they will be in May when some of the Wharton class is graduating. Uh, but the best place to go is go to www.grandrounds.com slash careers. And uh, those are changing every day. Uh, just to give you a sense of some of the different roles that are open right now, there are open account management roles. Um, there will be open account management roles on my team, so the employer-facing account management team. We also have a provider-facing account management team um, where you work with some of our hospital institutional partners um, to develop those relationships um, because we do have relationships um, with top academic medical centers throughout the country. Uh, we have open marketing, product marketing, program manager, uh, product manager, data science, um, a manager of analytics, sales, and sales strategy. Um, so those are some of the ones that I think could be fit for MBAs. We don't do formal MBA hiring. Like we don't have a, uh, this is the role for people just coming out of the MBA program. We also currently don't have formal MBA internships. I do expect that that will evolve in the next year or so. Um, but there are a ton of MBAs at Grand Rounds. So um, Owen, our CEO, is a Stanford GSB grad. Our head of product has an MBA. So there's MBAs all over the, the company. It's just it's not super formal. That's excellent. And um, I think for our listeners, um, they we'll find that that's, it's par for the course that there isn't a formal MBA uh, program or pipeline. I think that's to be expected um, uh, from the digital healthcare community just because it's, it's a burgeoning community and they haven't had the need to build such a robust pipeline. But clearly, uh, the presence of MBAs is growing across the community and, and as evidenced by yourself and other team members you mentioned. Um, and just to round out the hiring conversation, are there kind of 
big no-nos that you look for when you see MBAs come in um, or a pattern you've seen in hiring, maybe things to watch out for when you're an MBA coming to Grand Rounds or any interview tips you would have maybe for the Wharton community, just to kind of give folks the edge uh, just when thinking about, okay, you're an MBA coming to Grand Rounds. Here's what you need to know when you're trying to get a job here. Sure. I think, um, you know, many people get an MBA because they want to make a career switch, right? But uh, I think from a grand round perspective, uh, it's good when people are realistic about how much of a switch they can make. So when we're hiring uh, MBAs, we are looking for um, some relevant work experience in the roles that we're hiring for. We typically wouldn't hire someone who, um, you know, did product management before and then wanted to do account management for the first time. So at, I would say at least an internship or some kind of relevant experience that you can draw on is helpful. Um, okay. And then other than that, I think the MBAs have that uh, we've brought on have done really well in the interview process and have been really, really well prepared. Um, so I don't know if I have uh, too many tips there. I would say, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, make sure you're also interviewing the company that, that you're looking at, particularly if it's an earlier stage uh, company. That's great. And uh, as far as locations, uh, can we get a sense of just grand rounds and kind of just size of the teams and like where you all are at? Sure. Um, so our main office is in San Francisco. Uh, that's the office that I work out of. And almost all of the uh, business roles are out of San Francisco. So engineering, data science, product, marketing, sales, et cetera. Um, we also have two large offices, one in Reno, Nevada, and then one in Lewiston, Maine. And that's where our patient-facing care teams work out of. Um, so I've had the chance to visit the Reno office um, multiple times. It's, it's nice to do some joint Reno and Tahoe trips. Um, right. But um, there are some jobs there if, if people have provider experience and, and experience managing um, people who are delivering care. There are some uh, roles in those offices. One nice thing about my account management team is that um, much of our team is remote and located across the country. So I have a nice balance of working out of the office, but I can also work remotely uh, kind of as I wish. Excellent. Well, you can't argue with San Francisco. That is one of the hottest <laughs> destinations right now. So uh, it's great to hear that Grand Rounds is there. Uh, well, this is great. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Any last thoughts um, just for our community? It's a uh, mostly Wharton folks and certainly those focused in healthcare and digital health, or maybe things you would have done differently um, as you were doing recruiting, you know, as we call it at Wharton enterprise recruiting, it's not easy. Um, building the market map yourself, doing the outreach yourself um, is tough. And then this podcast obviously tries to demystify that. So we really appreciate your time, but any final thoughts just kind of uh, for the community or when folks are thinking about recruiting or getting internships, um, any advice you'd give them? Sure. Um, I think one of the things that is, is awesome about getting an MBA is that you're forced to do a lot of soul searching. Um, 
So I would say that that's really important as part of the enterprise recruiting process as well. Really, really thinking about what you're passionate about um, and kind of thinking about your priorities. What are you willing to compromise on? And then what are you not willing to compromise on? So for me, um, at least uh, my first job out of Wharton, I was willing to compromise on the role, which function I was sitting in. I wasn't super attached to a specific role. And I ended up in account management. That's been a really great fit for me. But I was most passionate about being at a company um, where I really believed in the product and services um, and that it is a great place to work. Um, On that note, read Glassdoor, talk to people that work there um, because there's a lot of variation in in culture at, at companies. And for me, that is super, super important. And Grand Rounds has had, has an awesome culture Um, And that's helped to keep me really, really happy. Um, I think you had asked at one point about any other companies that I like. And I would say one other one to check out is Lyra Health. um, And there's at least one other Wharton Healthcare grad there. So, yeah, final words, I would just say, don't get discouraged. Um, You know, pursue things that you're excited about and something will work out. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for taking the time and joining us for the inaugural Wharton Digital Health Podcast. Um, And listeners, you you heard it here first. Grand Rounds, fantastic company, absolute leader, unquestionably a leader in the navigation space. And uh, they're hiring. And now you know Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you, Ross.